Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Fun and Games podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and guess what? We just broke a million downloads for the Fun and Games podcast, which is pretty cool. I can't believe we hit that milestone well within not even being out for a year. We haven't even hit our first birthday yet, so I'm I'm blown away by your love and support and you listening and tuning in. Thank you. This podcast is what it is because of you. So please give yourself a pat on the back. I love you guys. And it was fun to be able to do a little giveaway and to give back to some of you. So I would love to continuously do that. And I would love to also do a podcast tour. So I want to create like a Google Forms sheet to see where a huge population of you guys are. Come to your city, hang out, chat do a little event. We could either do a workout, do a live podcast. I don't know, something really fun and just get a bunch of people together that are like-minded and just have an awesome time. So that's something I'm really interested in. So if I'm asking a bunch of questions about what city you live in and stuff on the Instagram podcast, follow along there. That is where I'm going to be doing most of the questionnaires to see. I can also do like a Google forms and drop that in the show notes. I'll let you know when that's in there, but I'd love to do an event. I would love, I'm like dying to see you guys and meet you in person. So this needs to happen. I'm just trying to figure out all the details and figure out what city will be the best so we can get things set up. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. Happy 1 million. I love you guys. I would uh, say time for the fun and gains segment of the podcast, but the fun and the gain segment was hitting a million. So I don't really have much else to update on other than that. I got some new Gymshark in the mail. That's always fun. It is the Adapt Animal. I love those. They always make, you know, my peach look good. I'm like, let's go. And then also a new sweat collection, which I've genuinely been obsessed with right now. I cannot get enough of the sweat shorts, the tanks, the bra, the long sleeves, the long sleeve. Oh yeah, I'm excited, especially for, for winter and fall coming up. So I'm really stoked. I love the new Gymshark. So I always have a support link. Um, I'll put that in the show notes from here on out. If you ever buy from Gymshark, you know, your girl's affiliated. So if you just click my link and shop through my link, that would be great. That is the best and only way actually to support me with Gymshark. And if you guys want to collab, y'all better be placing orders through that link so I can show Gymshark. Come on, let's go. <laughs> That's the only way I got to show. 
show that I'm worth something. I'm just kidding. But you guys, I, I really do love and appreciate anytime you do take the time to shop through my link. That's the only way that, uh, I get credit. I wish they did discount codes. That'd be cool. Like PE science has discount codes. It's always Brit, but yeah. Anyways, I love the new Gymshark stuff. I put it on my Instagram, but that's, that's really it. Like I just opened the package and I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the lavender leggings and shorts. They look great. You voted on Instagram to wear that one first. So I'm just like staring at it and, uh, yeah, I love it. So that is the fun and gain of this week. New Gymshark hitting a million on the podcast, which is freaking wild. And now we'll move into the review before getting into today's episode, which is going to be fantastic. I'm answering some of your like gym girl training questions. So I asked some questions over on the gram. We'll be answering some of them relating to gym, relating to the gym, relating to training and just life and everything. So that'll be fun. But for today's review, let's see. Actually, Darian, hold on. Darian just sent me one a couple days ago and I screenshot it and I'm totally reading that one. I think I even put it in like the swipe because it genuinely made my heart so happy. So it says, no more watching for me. Can you relate? Stop. This podcast is already worth your time. No need to look anywhere else for your car ride podcast. Or if you're like me, listening in at the office job. I love the fact that Britt is so relatable when it comes to the fitness world. I'm the fitness guru in my group. And while it seems as though I'm super confident in my journey, I too can face times of anxiety like Britt has shared. I love listening to her stories and occasionally her husband who joins the show from time to time. Overall, I think you will be pleased to hear the hilarious, most relatable stories that will have you starting your day off with a giggle or two. Well, thank you so much. No more watching for me. I love your review. It just always makes my day reading these. And again, I want to have a podcast event so we can all meet in person. That would be amazing. So stay tuned for that to fill out that form. And without further ado, let's hop into today's podcast episode. Starting off with question number one, it is why is mobility important and how do I start? I am so excited to talk about this. I feel like anytime I get to actually dive deep into personal training, into the body, into anatomy, I kind of geek out a little bit. So here we go. Basically to make this as simple as possible so everybody understands why mobility is important, I'm going to talk about exactly what mobility is. Sometimes it can get a little bit confusing with mobility versus flexibility, and I'll even bring that up a little bit later. But in a sense, mobility is basically the overall range of motion a person has within their body, specifically kind of within your joints. And you'll be like, okay, well, what are joints? Joints are where two bones meet. So that is what makes your skeleton flexible and without them, movement would be pretty much impossible. And because I wanna break this down even more just so you have a clearer understanding of why this is important, there are six types of freely movable joints. And honestly, okay, I'm not gonna like get super in depth, but the human body has three main types of joints. There's immovable, slightly movable, and then freely movable, which are the joints I'm gonna be talking about. And I'm just not gonna get all into that because 
there's a lot when it comes to anatomy, but I'm just gonna talk about your six types of freely movable joints. When we're talking about mobility, this is really kind of what we talk about as trainers or in this field. So you've got your ball and socket joint, which allows movement in all directions. An example of this is your shoulder joint and your hip joints. When you think about shoulders and hips, that is the ball and socket joint. The next is the hinge joint. So hinge is like a door, right? You're opening and closing it. It goes in one direction along one plane. This is going to include your elbow and your knee. So knees and elbows are hinge. Next is your condyloid joint. Those allow movement, but no rotation. Examples of this are your fingers and your jaw. Then you have your pivot joint and these allow rotation. They are located in your neck, your wrist, and your elbow. So examples of this would be, hey, are you turning your head? When you turn your head, that's a pivot joint. Your wrist, if you're opening up a can or something, that is you using your pivot joint. Next up are your gliding joints, and this occurs basically when your bones are moving past each other in a linear direction. Probably one of the most simple examples is if you're just waving, like you hold your hand up and you're going from left to right, that is an example of a gliding joint. Okay, and then last but not least is your saddle joint. So, and your saddle joint doesn't allow rotation, but it does enable movement back and forth and side to side. An example of this is your thumb. So as you wiggle your thumbs going around, that is an example of the saddle joint being put to use. Wow, you guys, who knew science could be so much fun? So simply put, again, bringing that back, I know I went on a little tangent, but I, I love going in depth so that you can understand even a little bit more. Mobility is the overall range of motion a person has within their body, most notably within your joints, okay? And again, your joints are where two bones meet. So just think about all of your range of motion, okay? All the mobility that your body has to move. Mobility, simply put, is basically movement. And can you work through certain motions, certain movements, pain-free? That is a huge why is, is being able to live your life without pain, without stiffness, without tightness. And part of that comes through mobility. Mobility is really important to all of our health and our daily function. Just going through our day-to-day -day life, trying to be a little bit less pain-free, less tight, and an increased mobility can prevent us from getting more serious injuries. It allows us to squat deeper, to run faster, to train harder, and most importantly, great mobility can help us stay active for many years to come. Okay, this isn't just benefiting us now. This is going to benefit us in the long run forever through the rest of our life. Even when we get older, okay? Even more benefits when it comes to increasing our mobility. Again, helps keep our joints healthy. So when we're doing mobility exercises, the joints being targeted, and that is kind of like part of the warm-up, right? You're warming up. And what's happening is that blood is being moved around to the surrounding tissues and to the fluid, which helps your joints glide. So basically it's saying, hey, body, let's go. We are getting ready. If you're doing you know, some type of hip circles to warm up the hips. Your blood is being transported to the muscles working to help move your leg, move your hip flexors, your glutes, your external rotators, and all of that fluid helps hydrate the hip joint in preparation for exercise. Mobility also helps us become stronger because if our movement is restricted in a squat and we can only go down to a certain level, think about how much stronger your squat would be when you're in its full range of motion and you're training all the way to the full bottom of the squat. Again, you're getting more out of your workouts. You're gonna be seeing more results and your body is gonna thank you because you're going through that full range of motion. Again, there's nothing wrong with going back to the basics and decreasing your weight to make sure that your form 
is spot on. Because if you're building on bad form, again, it's harder to see results and you're more injury prone if you don't have fundamentals. You've got to have a strong fundamental base, especially with your big compounds, your deadlifts, your squats, bench pressing, shoulder pressing. It is going to help your body and you are going to thank yourself by doing those big movements with proper technique like you're going to feel so much better and it's going to help decrease your risk of injury truly mobility i am such a big fan of this i talk about this a lot but it is such a foundational and fundamental thing to all of our physical health and a key to longevity so you might be asking why is mobility important to basically sum this up we depend on mobility all the time when we're taking a walk, when we're hiking, when we're going to the grocery store. That is all related to mobility. And again, earlier I mentioned that there is a difference between flexibility and mobility. Flexibility is the ability to lengthen your muscles. This is a great example of your passive or static stretching. When you're touching your toes, you're doing your splits, etc. That focuses on flexibility. While dynamic stretching, leg swings, arm circles, you're doing your banded pull-aparts, all of that focuses on mobility. That is why I always start my workout with dynamic stretching, mobility work, five to 10 minutes a day. And I like to end with the static stretching, focusing a little bit more on flexibility. You do need some kind of flexibility to have good mobility, but alongside of that, you also need stability and strength. So you could be ultra flexible, but that doesn't always equate to great mobility because again, mobility takes a little bit of flexibility, but also stability and strength. You need to have that. So you asked, how do you get started? I cannot express enough five to 10 minutes. That is your warm up every single day. You know, it doesn't have to be super daunting, but if every day you're doing five to 10 minutes, that is gonna A, give you consistency, B, not be as intimidating where, you know, okay, this is just part of my warm up. I'm doing my mobility work. I'm doing my mobility drills. I know this is going to help me in the long run because a lot of times, again, it's so hard to start. We're like, oh, how do I incorporate this? Five to 10 minutes of your warm up. Okay. We are team never skip a warm up. Put in those mobility exercises, those dynamic stretching, bring movement to the muscle, get your joints fired up. That way, when you're in your workouts, when you're in your lifts, you're decreasing your chance of injury and you're also strengthening your body so that you can hit parallel for your squat. You're getting a full range of motion. You're getting the most out of your workout. That's kind of the scientific background between it, really fully in-depth explained as much as I could without boring you pretty much of why mobility is important and how to get started. I have an entire routine on my YouTube. I have quite a few on my app. There's even some on Instagram of just what I do when I warm up. Again, five to 10 minutes before your workout. That way you're incorporating it every single day, every every single time you work out, not every single day. But those small five to 10 minutes is going to add up over time. And you're going to be like, wow, I feel amazing. I feel great. This is crazy. And you're going to thank yourself so much for taking care of your body in that new way. So again, if you are not doing mobility drills, if you are not warming up before your workouts, now is the time to start. And you know what? I'll give you a couple examples of what I do for my warm up. I'll usually do like standing hip rotations, leg swings, leg kicks. I'll do butt kicks. I'll do scoops where you're like you're stretching out your hamstrings. I'll do arm circles. Sometimes I'll use, do dislocations with a band or a bar going up and over, working my shoulders. And there are so many more. Again, I have 
a lot more visual examples over on YouTube, Instagram, some on TikTok and my app. So if you want all of that, it's all there for you. I do plan actually on coming out with a mobility program. It'll be a couple months because I have a few other things that are coming out before that, but I will be so excited when that's finally at the app so everybody can have a way of knowing what to do when it comes to mobility. Another option that you have, if you want to add an entire mobility day, that would be amazing and fantastic. You know, you're doing a day where you just go in and you do drills, especially if you've had to do physical therapy uh, sessions, you're trying to like heal from an injury. Mobility work is fantastic. You can also include diaphragm breathing, which is also a huge part of mobility exercises because the connection between breath and movement is so crucial, basically because the oxygen is the force that controls our entire system, right? We need air to do everything and everything. And fun little fact, short and shallow breaths activate your sympathetic nervous system, which can cause us to feel, you know, agitated and anxious versus those long, deep and expansive breaths. They help activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which allows our body and mind to chill out. So focus on that breathing, getting yourself in a good headspace and, you know, doing a little bit of these breathing exercises, even on mobility day where you're going through you're working on increasing your range of motion, you're working on stretching, whatever it is, that would be a fun way to have for even an active recovery day. Like it's a rest day, you want to add in 10 to 20 minutes of dynamic stretching of your mobility work, that would be fantastic. So hopefully that helps you have an idea of some ways that you can incorporate mobility work and why it is important in the first place. And now let's move on to question two. I thought this was a really important question because it says how to mentally handle a day where the gym is just not an option or you miss a gym session. Let me say we have all been there. There have been so many times where I am ready for the gym. I have my pre-workout. I am mentally prepared. I am excited to go and something happens where I'm not able to go and uh, it, it is hard. Let me say it's taken a lot of time to realize and to grow and to have enough of these experiences to honestly come to realize that it's okay and it's not the end of the world while it is a disappointment. Why initially are you worried that you missed a day? Is it because you think you're going to lose your results after one day? Because if it is stemming from that fear of, oh no, I have my goals, I have these results I need to hit, but I'm not able to go to the gym today, do you feel like you are missing out or you're going to not be able to hit your results? If that is a thought process, work on work on that. Work on building the relationship that it's okay to miss a day if something happens. I'm going to get back up and tomorrow and get it done. And if you're worried about results as much, let me tell you, you know, half of it is nutrition. So maybe you can't go to the gym that day. Well, try to be, you know, on point with your nutrition. Try to focus on what you can control. Ah, I missed a day in the gym. That's a bummer. Well, let's eat really well today. Let's try and, and, and make that count toward our goals so that we can, you know, feel a little bit better. I think that that's something that can help, but also realize that everybody misses a day it's, it is disappointing. Like I've been there. And even the last Friday, Darian and I were all ready to go to the gym. We were so excited and the kid zone was closed and we were like, oh, that's like a buzz kill. Like we were really excited to work out, 
took our pre-workout and everything and we're like, well, nobody's there to watch Vinny. So we went to the park and hung out. And it's something where there is a level of disappointment where if something happens, you just can't go. But also it is life. And another one of these questions, I'll kind of piggyback on that is how to pursue a fitness goal while also living your life, like not sacrificing a social life because of it, etc. And I truly feel like there are different phases in all of our lives, right? There are, there's a phase in my life where, you know, I was single. I could dedicate so much time to the gym and fitness or Darian and I were just married before Vinny. I could dedicate a lot more time to certain things where now my time and dedication is slowly weaning. I still make it a priority because my health is always a top priority, okay? I can't do anything if I'm not healthy. Mentally, physically, if I have an illness, whatever, like I I can't do anything. Think about it like that. Your health, you are so worth investing in because your quality of life means a lot. The way that you're living, if you're living pain-free, if you're enjoying your workouts, enjoying your food, enjoying your life, you're happier overall. So last episode was all about living your happiest and healthiest life. I broke down five basic things that I tell every single person. I tell myself these five things to live your happiest and healthiest life. So listen to the episode if you haven't already. But knowing you, you probably have already listened to it. But coming back to this question of how to pursue your fitness goals while also living a life, that is so personal to everybody because everybody has different goals. You know, some people, they're trying to compete. They're trying to get on stage. You are consumed with this. You are bodybuilding. You have an aesthetic goal that you are going to stop at nothing to get. Some people are that gung-ho and that is their goal and that is a little bit more of their life. Their life kind of revolves around the gym, but your life does not have to revolve around the gym. Going to the gym and living a healthy life can just be part of your lifestyle. There's so much room for interpretation in that because everybody's lives and wants and goals are so different. That's such an individual thing where for me, part of my routine, my life, I go to the gym at least four times a week. That is just me. I love to do that. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. That is something I want in my life. And when it comes to nutrition, I feel the best when I'm fueling my body with more whole foods. I just feel better. But that does never, ever stop me from going out with friends. Never stops me from eating, you know, if I'm celebrating something, cake or whatever. Like nothing is off limits for me, for my goals, for my life. Nothing's off limits. I know if I, the second I put a restriction on something, that only makes me want to do it more. So I focus on, okay, what makes me feel good? Trying to have some discipline, trying to have restraints so I'm not eating a whole cake at one sitting, where if that happens, whatever, it happened. But, you know, what's going to make me feel good? Listening to my actual body, listening to my hunger cues and saying, oh, I'm actually not hungry. I'm just like stress eating or I'm just bored. I'm eating like okay, cool. I can do that. That's fine. That's one choice. But the other choice is like, you know, I don't have to be eating. Let me find something else to do with my hands or have something else to do that's not making me bored, etc. So it's hard because it is your own life. So it looks like you're more about living a, you want to live more of a lifestyle, right? You want to make this part of your life, but not have your life revolve around this. And a lot of times there are some people who their life and world revolves around the gym. 
And that's awesome. I've definitely been there before and I do love the gym, okay? Like I I feel like I'm like right in the middle now where I definitely love the gym, but I also like having a life outside of the gym. And I realized that the gym only takes up about an hour of my day. But you're talking about you're trying to pursue fitness goals while also living a life and you don't want to sacrifice your social life because of it. So again, that's something where take it to a piece of paper. What exactly are your fitness goals and how can you align where you're not giving up everything you love? I personally don't ever feel like, oh, this is so hard because health for everybody is going to look different and feel different. Everybody has a different goal. So, but I also say you have to train for your goals. Like what are your goals? Your, your actions have to align to help you reach your goals. So there's got to be some kind of balance. You know, I, I don't have much to go off with on this, but I'm just saying you can have fitness goals, pursue them, but you can also live your life and be social. I assume that's like going out, drinking on the weekends. You want to order whatever food you want when you go out to the restaurant. Like consistency, and this is where consistency really takes the reins, in my opinion, of, okay, some people call it like 80-20 or whatever. You can even have that in the back of your mind. If I'm trying to fill my day full of things that are important that matter to me, So if I know I'm going out to drink later on, I know I'm probably going to order pizza, burger, and fries when I'm out and I'm going to get order a couple drinks that morning. I'm going to say, okay, I know I'm going to go out and have some fun. Let me fill myself up with really good foods that are going to make me feel good. I'm making sure I'm getting all my nutrients in earlier on the day. That way, you know, I can have some fun and I don't have to worry about it later because that's what I want. That's the balance in my life that I want to have. So making sure I'm having fruits and veggies, having good protein, some fats, some carbs, you know, throughout the day. And then at night, I can just have fun and not worry about it. That's kind of, I don't know. That's where my mindset is. When I do things, I'm like, oh, we're going to go out and I know we're going to go to a ball game later on. I'm definitely going to have a pizza. I'm probably going to have a hot dog, probably going to have, you know, whatever I want because that's just how I am. So I'm like, okay, let me make sure I just have fruits and veggies earlier on in the day so that I feel good. I know I'm still hitting my kind of minimum in my brain of what I like to do, of how I like to feel. That That's just what I do. It, that's a hard, hard balance though because it's so different for everybody depending on what your goals are. What is your social life? And I just want to encourage you that you don't have to give it all up. There can be a balance. That's going to take you time to figure out what that is based on your goals so that you can make sure you're doing a bit of both. But yeah, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E. LP.com slash Brit. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Next one is how to become a certified personal trainer. So if you're new here, I am a certified personal trainer. I was certified through ACE and I do continued education. Two of the continued educations I've already done are fitness nutrition and a prenatal and postnatal course. And I'm actually doing two more right now. So I'm kind of trying to decide which two I want to do next for continued education. But I basically did the whole course online through ACE. I know NASM is another credible one. I feel like, hey, if you're somebody who's going to be talking about health and fitness space, you got to at least know a little bit about what you're doing if you're giving advice to other people. That's my take on it. You guys know I firmly believe in that. I know experience also counts volumes and being an athlete and everything also plays into that. But I always think uh, bare minimum, like it's nice to have a personal training um, certificate at least Although, you know, they're not the hardest thing in the world to get, but this is something you want to do. Ace or NASM, both are really great options. They're online courses. I got a bunch of my like textbook material that I can always refer back to if I'm like, oh, like, let me remember what are going on about the joints. Like, that's what I referenced. I'm like, oh yeah, let me, you know, go back to mobility and remember the joints and the planes of fields and all that stuff. So it's kind of fun to always reference, but you just take an exam and then every two years you have to recertify and you always have like a BSL, so basic life skills um, thing. So you can always, you know, save people, <laughs> you know, if you need to know your basic CPR and all of that, I think it's called basic life skills. I think that's what it is. I always think BSN, but that's, you know, definitely not what it is. That's just what Darian is. Anyways, so that's what I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I truly am tempted to go back to school. I I don't know if I will or if I have the time to, but I want to go back to school to be a registered dietitian or nutritionist because I would love to be able to help even more on the nutrition front while I can only kind of give 
information and factual things within the scope of being a personal trainer. And of course I can share what I do, but I cannot give specific one-on-one without those credentials. And I just don't want to step out of my place. There are amazing people out there, nutritionists and dietitians who can do that. And I'm like, "Mm, I kind of want to go back to school. That way I can help even more, even though I do know a lot about nutrition. I want to, you know, have that so I can professionally do that for you guys. So I don't know, like I was talking to Darian about it. He's like, oh my gosh, you totally should. And I'm like, how crazy would it be though? Like, I don't know if I have the time to do that, but it's something I'm thinking about. I have no idea. I've already have a bachelor's degree. Like, do I really need to, do I need to go back to school? So I don't know, we'll be thinking about it, but let's move on to the next question now. I love this next question. It says, how to not stress the heck out about your fitness journey when life is changing. Oh my goodness. Let me just say how much I relate to this. If this has not been me this whole year, the past couple months, like I have genuinely been trying to not stress about it, but it just is something where I'm so regimented and I'm so used to going to the gym, you know, in my routine that when I've been traveling so much and haven't been able to do that, I really was trying to live in the moment and say, okay, it's out of my control. Like I'm not going to stress about it. There will be a time when I'm not traveling as much anymore. I can get back into the routine. I want to just like live in the moment and understand this is the phase of life I'm in right now. Those are the things that I would tell myself that genuinely helped me when I started to feel a little bit stressed out about being out of my routine for so long. As you guys know, the whole month of May, June, July, and even the beginning of August, I was gone. I was traveling seriously every other week, if not for two weeks at a time. I was just always gone and it was so hard to get on a routine. What I would just tell myself is, this is an era of my life. I've had one of them before, so I knew things were gonna be okay. But when this is the first time that you are out of the routine and you just feel chaotic, right? I love a routine because it makes me feel calm and in control and I just thoroughly enjoy being in a routine. When it's your first time not experiencing that, it is kind of a little bit more panicky and stressful. I've at least been through that before. So this time I was able to have that kind of thought process of not, this is doomsday. I haven't been going. Things are so stressful. Things are so chaotic. You know, I feel so out of control. Instead of kind of having a mindset of that, like I did the first time, this time I was like, this is a season of my life. This is going to be a couple months or even longer. I don't know, but it's going to be okay that things are changing. It is hard to accept that change though. I don't know if this is a permanent change or if it had just been something new, like maybe now you're going into college and your routine is completely crazy or you've graduated from college. Now you're working your nine to five and it's hard to find time that works. You can't just go in the middle of the day or in between classes. I'm not sure exactly if this is like a big change or a small change for you, more of like permanent or non-permanent, but it is very hard. I remember I just kind of felt like a failure the first time I went through a really big change and knowing, wow, my routine isn't anything like it used to be. Like what's going to happen to my results? What's going to happen? And you're just kind of stressed out and not feeling the best about the situation. Fast forwarding till now, I know that even though your routine might change a little bit, you can still one, get results. Okay. And two, 
you will be able to find some kind of new routine that works. The hard part for me was letting go of that guilt of my old routine and trying to measure up to my past self. I don't even like to compare myself to my past self because for me, I'm like, no, I just constantly have to think about where I am now and the future. I don't want to look back because I don't like that type of comparison within myself. I truly don't. I know some people are like you versus you. I don't like that. Like I understand the mindset of like you just focusing on yourself, not other people, but I can't look back on my past life and compare, okay? Because I had 24 hours a day where it was only about me, where now my day's not about me really much at all. My routine is the exact opposite. I'm trying to squeeze in things when I can. So I really just had to learn to accept this new change, accept the new phase of life that I'm in. And that's kind of the advice I would give to you. Whether this change is permanent or you're just going through a season, try to sit in it and just realize it's going to be okay. It doesn't feel like it. A lot of times it, it really doesn't. It feels like, oh, the world is ending. My life is changing. I, I Things are so out of control. Like, how am I going to find a new normal? You'll be able to find a new normal and a new routine again. It might be a little bit chaotic at first and you might be a little discouraged, but you can do it and pretty soon you'll be so proud of yourself that you stuck through it and you found yourself a new routine and you might have to get creative with how that works. I love another question. It says, how to balance mom life or how do you balance a nine to five and your fitness journey? So basically, how are you incorporating your fitness journey into a busy, busy life? That is not easy. And that is the question that Everybody will ask for the rest of eternity is how do I balance this? And I think the best advice I could give is to make this part of your lifestyle, part of your routine, because if you're just looking at this as, oh, like, how am I going to fit the gym in here? How am I going to fit all this in? If you're establishing a routine and a pattern in your life where your behavior is following that, right? it is going to be so much easier to show up for yourself. Truly, three days a week is enough in the gym. I promise you that. Three days a week is enough in a workout. You don't have to be in the gym. Three days a week to work out, that'll be enough for you. Find three days a week where maybe you have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep or time or something to help better your health. It can be 30 minutes. It can be 20 minutes. It can be 45 minutes. It can be an hour and a half. Whatever you've got, find some way to work that in three days a week at a minimum, okay? And when it's nine to five, what I had to do when I worked my nine to five, I had to go immediately after work. I was not waking up early to go to the gym before my job. No, no, no. No, that did not work for me. I would go after my nine to five and I would have to bring my gym clothes in my gym bag with me. I would bring a pre-workout snack. I'd bring my pre-workout and I would have to change in my office's bathroom because if I did not change there and head directly to the gym, if I went home first, I would not get to the gym. I will tell you that. It was so hard to go home and then go back to the gym after work. I'm so tired. It's like 5.30. I got home and it's like, oh, time to unwind. Like that's what my brain says. And I'm like, no. I have to go directly from work to the gym. That's what routine worked for me. And then I'd go home and eat dinner. That's what worked for me. And it took me a while to figure that out. But that's what Darian and I did all when we both used to work, you know, before Vinny and everything. So that was fun. I'm thinking back to that fond memories. And for some of you, 
You love to wake up early. You're the 5 a.m. workout crew. And people who work out at 5 a.m., you are the most serious and dedicated people, I swear. Darian has just gotten a new gym bestie, and they're always working out at 5 a.m. I'm like, dude, the crew at 5 a.m. is so fun. Like, the the best crew. Because you're just like, we got places to be. We're all business. I love it. So it is hard. But again, you've got to start at the fundamentals. Is this something that you want to incorporate in your life? Is your health a priority? Yes, if it is, find a way to incorporate whatever you can. If that's three days a week, three 30-minute workouts a week, find that and schedule it in. Start doing that. Show up for yourself. Keep your promises. Build that routine where it's part of your life. It's not something that like you're trying to do and this. It's just all your life. It's all encompassing. You know, I'm a mom, but part of my life and my routine is the gym. Part of my life and routine for work is the gym. The gym is always scheduled. It is scheduled. It is a time. It is a non-negotiable. I'm showing up to the gym. I'm getting my workout in, period. When I grocery shop, that's then when my nutrition comes in. I'm prepping a list. I'm making a grocery list. I'm planning my meals out. I go to the store. I buy them. I cook them. That That's how it is. That's part of my life. That's what I eat. So trying to kind of fuse that seamless thing that it's like, your fitness journey really is just your life and habits that you're building into your life to establish as part of your routine. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, the last question is going to be how to fix muscle imbalances. I would say the main thing that automatically pops into my mind is unilateral exercises. Now, unilateral exercises are any form of movement that trains one limb at a time rather than both arms or both legs simultaneously. So an example could be your split squats, right? You're using one leg at a time or single arm shoulder pressing. You're just pressing with one shoulder at a time. Single leg deadlifts, pistol squats, single arm rowing, single movements. Basically the benefit of unilateral exercises is the ability to train both sides of the body equally. So this helps prevent overusing or overtraining or compensating with your dominant side, which really can help isolate and correct muscle imbalances, which again, help aid in injury prevention and rehab. Basically, a huge benefit of unilateral exercises is the ability to train both sides of your body equally. So when you have that muscle imbalance, a lot of times when let's say you're even doing like an inclined chest press, right? You've got two dumbbells in there. A lot of times you can compensate with your dominant side, right? When you're doing unilateral exercises, you can just train one side of the body at the time. That way you're not overcompensating with the dominant side. And this really helps to isolate and correct those muscle imbalances, which can help aid in injury prevention and rehab. So You can always tell, you know, sometimes you've got, oh, my right side is a lot stronger than my left side. Well, try some unilateral exercises, right? Get an even amount of numbers with your left, with your right. That way, you know, sometimes one side of your body can go a little bit longer than the other side. Do unilateral, build those up the same, get both sides strong. Another thing you can do is to let your weaker side set your workout volume. So for example, while you're doing this unilateral exercise, right? You go pretty much until failure, let's say on an inclined chest press and you can hit eight and you stop. Well, even though your right side, you can hit probably 10 to 12, you stop at eight. So you're doing the even amount on both sides and you're working your weaker side up. That is what's setting your volume, the kind of setting the pace. So you can do that 
you know, sporadically as you're working that in. And you can also start with your weaker side when you're doing exercises too. So those things hopefully can help with your muscle imbalance and get you back on track and even. And with that being our last question, that's going to wrap up today's podcast episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed me answering some of your gym girl questions and hopefully you found this helpful and were able to take something away from it. I am stoked about these next few episodes. I finally have some guests lined up, which I am so grateful. It is such a benefit for me to be able to talk and share these discussions, but also for you to hear. So please show all of our upcoming guests so much love and attention. And I'm just so excited. Again, congrats to 1 million for you and for us on this podcast like this, just so crazy and wild. And I'm just lucky to be able to have such an awesome community. So thank you all. Continue to show up for yourself, love yourself through the process. And with that being said, I'll talk to you all next week for some more fun and games. Bye. You're listening to the fun and games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.